you will turn with me to Exodus 34, I'm going to ask a question again. Do you have any guts? Do you have any guts? Do you have the courage to look at the Word of God and diagnose your situation? Do you have the guts to look at your own self and to diagnose yourself with the Word of God? With the Word of God. You got that kind of courage? Or are you one of those that say, don't show me, I don't want to see? Amen. And you know what? You'll go to hell with don't show me, I don't want to see. I want to show you where some of your trouble is. And I want to show you the love of God and how to get out. All right, Exodus 34. Amen. I'm going to begin in verse 6. This is when the Father, God, Jehovah, went to Moses. And he was talking to Moses. And he told Moses his personality. Did you know that the personality of God is in this Bible? And the Apostle Paul makes a wonderful statement about God. He said, with God, there is no shadow of turning. No. You got that? God never changes. God is not one of those that you follow him and then he pulls the rug out from underneath you. That is not God. He is no shadow of turning. Everything about him and everything he will do with you is written in this word. You're going to have to open that Bible and read it. Because guess what? You have a Bible available to you, and you are responsible for it. All right, verse 6. And the Lord passed by before Moses and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful, gracious, long-suffering, abundant in goodness and truth. Oh, thank God. But go on. Keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and that will by no means, no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children under the third and fourth generation. Thank you, great-great-grandpa. Go with me to Galatians 3. Do you see that? He has no shadow turning. You know, we, we were taught that God was one way in the Old Testament and another way in the New. That is not true, folks. The only thing that changed between the Old Testament and the New was the Testament, the covenant. The covenant changed. God never changes, never changes, can't change. He's God. Now, go with me to Galatians 3. I'm going to begin in verse, uh, verse 9. So that they that be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. Look at verse 10. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. Do you see that? For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. Kathy, yes. Would you repeat that for my benefit? Yes. So I can get it? <laughs> I'm sorry. It, I know. It says, for as many as are of the works of the law, I follow the Ten Commandments. I obey the Ten Commandments. I obey the Ten Commandments since I was this big. Right. Are under the works of the law, are under the curse. Under the curse. What do you mean I'm under the curse? Keep reading. For it is written, cursed, cursed is everyone that continueth not in all the things which are written in the book of the law to do them. Cursed. It says, now, go with me to Deuteronomy 28, 15. 
This is what happens when you try to obey the Ten Commandments. Peter, in fact, in Acts, said, why do we want to put the, the, uh, the, the commandments, the Ten Commandments and the law under the Gentiles when we can't follow them? You know, there's nothing wrong with the law. The law is holy. What's the problem? Us. Us. We can't do it. Thanks to great-great-grandpa Adam, we messed up, and we can't even obey the law. Amen. It says in Deuteronomy 15, or 28, 15, But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe, to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you this day, that all these curses, all these curses will come upon you. Are you do you have enough courage to look at your life and you've been wondering, why does this always happen to me? Why is this always happening? Why? It just seems like I get just so close to everything working out and then things get screwed up. Why is this happening to my children? Why is this happening to my bank account? Why is this happening to me? It's written right here, folks. It says, uh, I command, but if thou come to pass, if thou will not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all his commandments, and I command thee this day that these, all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. All of them. Cursed shall there be in the city. I can't find a parking place. I can't find a place to live. I can't find a job. I can't find this. This doesn't happen. Every time I get a job, something happens and I lose it. It says, and cursed shall there be in the field. I planted corn and it got blight. I did this and it wouldn't work. I planted all this. I put my money in this and it went to, it went to pot. Yes, that's what happened. It was cursed. Why? Because you couldn't obey the Ten Commandments. Because you can't walk in the law. Because you weren't made to. It says, cursed shall thou be in the city. Cursed shall thou be in the field. Cursed shall be thy basket and thy store. Cursed shall be the fruit of thy body. My children are sick. And the fruit of thy land, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Cursed shall thou be when thou comest in, and cursed shall thou be when thou goest out. I bought a car, and it turned out to be a lemon. Cursed. Cursed. Oh, oh, we are a cursed people. But you know what? There is an answer. It says that curses come from the third and fourth generation. Proverbs say that there is not a curse that comes causeless. Something opened the door and that curse got in. Something opened the door. Do you have enough courage? Do you have enough guts? Do you have enough heart to say somewhere I messed up? Somewhere me or my generations messed up. And this is what we got for not obeying God. Do you have that kind of courage? Do you have the courage to say, I am a problem. I'm the problem. I'm the problem. Oh, it's wonderful when we can get to that point. You know why? Because there's an answer. Because you can reverse the curse. You can stop the curse and it can stop in its tracks today and you can walk on and never be cursed again and your children don't have to take it. I have proof. I've done it. I've done it. I've walked in it. All right, go back to Galatians 3. Thank God. Galatians 3 verse 11. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident. No man. No man. See that word, no man? 
Oh, but I'm good. I followed the Ten Commandments. I've never committed any of the Ten Commandments in my life. You just committed one. Thou shalt not lie. Now you're dead. It says, but no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident. God says, no man justified. No man walked the, wall, the law. No man. It is evident for the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith, not by following the law. The just shall live by faith. That's what Abraham said. Or that's what Moses. Uh, the apostle Paul said, that's what Peter said. That's what Jesus said. The just shall live by faith. And they got it from Habakkuk. The just shall live by faith, not the law. Oh, thank God we don't have to live in the law. It says, but uh, it is evident the just shall live by faith. And the law is not of faith. The law is not of faith. If you want to follow the Ten Commandments, you can't be born again and you can't follow Jesus. You hear that? If you want to follow the Ten Commandments, you go right ahead. But you can't be born again, and you can't follow Jesus. It's one or the other, folks. It's the Old Testament or the New Testament. It's the Old Covenant or the New Covenant. you got a choice. Uh, folks, pick the new one. Okay, and the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. And here's the wonderful part. Here's the end of your curse. Here's where things get fixed. Here's where God is in the God in the valley. Here's where things get changed. Here's where the end of the curse comes. Here's where God steps in and redeems you. It says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. He took the curse away. He took the law away. He took that away from you when it says, being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Who hung on a tree? Who's cursed that hung on a tree? Jesus was. Amen. Jesus was. Turn with me back to Deuteronomy 21. It says, Deuteronomy 21, 22, and if a man has committed a sin worthy of death, yeah, one of the Ten Commandments, he shall be put to death and thou shalt hang him on a tree. And it says, his body shall not remain all night upon a tree, but thou shalt in any wise bury him that day. For he that is hanged on a tree is accursed of God. Accursed of God. Accursed of God. God, that means Jehovah cursing the man on the tree. Jehovah cursed. You know what? Jesus became that curse for you. Jesus was a curse of God when he hung on the tree. Jesus was a curse of God when God put him on the tree for you. He put him on the tree for you. Jesus became a curse of God for you. Jesus didn't do anything wrong, but Jesus was a curse for God for you. You know what God said? Kathy's got some curses. I'm going to curse Jesus instead. I'm going to curse Jesus instead for her. And the curse ended. You know, it ended. I had uh, years, I have four children, where it looked like every time I turned around, somebody was getting a laceration and needed stitches. Somebody was falling and would cut themselves. I mean, we had stitches in the hundreds. 
It was like every time I turned around, all four children got cut. Got cut. And one day, I'm sitting there going, what is the problem? This is out of the ordinary that all four kids. You know what? It finally dawned on me. I know it was the Spirit of God. Kathy, it's a curse. It's a curse. Well, I know what to do with curses. I put them back on the tree with Jesus. Jesus bore that curse for them. Jesus was a curse to the Father, so they wouldn't have to be cursed. And you know what? In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, I broke the curse over my children. I broke it in Jesus' name. And you know what happened? No more cuts. No more cuts. And I'm talking about three rambunctious boys, folks. No more cuts. You know, another curse in my family was ear infections. My daughter was getting them constantly. God broke the curse of that ear infection in my daughter. And from that day forward, no more ear infections in any of my four children. None. That's the God you serve. That's the God we serve. That's the God that cursed Jesus on the tree so you wouldn't have to be. You won't have to be. Take these words I'm speaking. Run them over and over again. Pray the same prayer I did. Father, in the name of Jesus, I break these curses in Jesus' name. I break these curses. I break these curses. Jesus became a curse for them. That's how much God loved you. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, care of Water of Life Church, post office box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.